Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations. I'm your host, Paris Palmer, and today like we have a very special guest, 2016 Belisario College grad, Brandon Bell. How you doing, man? What's going on, Paris? Good to uh, chat with you, sit down with you. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely been a while, man. And um, I know people who are, um, you know, pretty much engaged with what you did at Penn State and, and, and the NFL are excited to hear what you have going on these days. And I'm excited to catch up too. So um, let's just jump right into it. Let's do it. So I wanted to just start off with um, you as a student and then kind of just in chronological order, build up into what you're involved with now. But um, as far as when you were on campus at Penn State, what would you say would be, um, you know, some of your highlights of like your classroom experience and then some of your out of classroom experiences within the College of Communications? Yeah, I would start off with, um, you know, some of my best memories definitely would be uh, taking Mike Portman's class, one of my first communications classes. Um, you know, a great professor, someone I still talk to today and, you know, still helps me out moving along in, in my journey through, uh, you know, the media industry. And, um, you know, some of my favorite courses, I remember first time going out to the old Innovation Park, uh, which I know is, is no longer being used, but uh, just getting to like studios and behind the camera control rooms and really getting a feel for, you know, how, how to work in the industry of uh, media um, definitely was my most memorable uh, moment. Yeah, man. And, um, of course, shout out to Mike Porman, man. He's a, he's amazing. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I can't talk to any alums without, you know, mentioning Mike. He actually right. helped me get this position. So shout out to Mike Porman. He's great. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> um, you brought up Innovation Park because, you know, when I interview students now, um, when I talk to them about it, like they it's like a faint memory for them where they never had experience. Mm-hmm. Just telling them, I'm like, there's a bus called the Red Line, and right. <laughs> you missed it. You're 30 minutes late for class. You might as well. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I remember uh, I first got a car on campus. Me and uh, Josh McPherson had a class out there. I mean, it was cold. My car, my heat wasn't coming on. And he told me like, oh, something's wrong, but you gotta get that checked out. I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine, it's fine. A week later, it broke down, and I was right back on that bus, uh, getting out there to class. Oh man, no, hey, it's good times now to reflect, but in the moment you're like, man, this is kind of life. So you touched a bit on, um, you know, having that experience of being in the studio and working with that camera equipment that was in Innovation Park. What What are some things you would say that you learned um, from your days as a Penn State student that you still use today in the field? Yeah, I would say uh, just kind of my uh, detail going into, you know, whatever projects it may be, um, you know, whether it's an interview like this, you know, kind of getting my questions in order and setting up the times and the studio, whatever it may be, and uh, just scheduling out and mapping out everything that needs to be done, what I need to do, you know, especially playing football at the time, it was kind of hard to truly dive into it, but the projects we had, you know, planning and uh, everything was definitely very important, I think. That goes really in any industry, but, you know, especially in this. 
No, and you you mentioned that planning, and I mean, you know, being former student athletes, like you know, that's like really like first, like that's like mandatory goal of, of yeah. like what you need to learn, like this proper planning, proper planning prevents poor performance, as they say. But mm. you touched mm. a bit on football. I, I I like to change gears a little bit and just kind of dive into of your time at Penn State playing football. You were a part of the illustrious Stick City, um, you know, we're in that, uh, that uh, famous number 11. Um, can you kind of touch on, you know, some of your favorite moments of being a student athlete, playing football, and then, um, you know, just kind of segue, segueing into like your senior year in that 2016 season? Yeah, as you said, you know, we're number 11. I was honored to kind of switch to it uh, midway in, in my uh, career. And you know, it was an honor to be a part of that and, you know, some Penn State history. And, I mean, as you know, some of my favorite moments, obviously, are, you know, the wins, the big wins and things of that nature. But as we get older and you're away from it, it's really just that uh, that camaraderie, you know, locker room. You really don't – because you don't get that anywhere else. You know, you can work for a great organization, company. It's never going to be as close-knit as that locker room. And just, just the simple, you know, moments, joking around – practice you know going through the hard workout sweating literally blood sweat and tears literally blood sweat and tears with uh you know the guys you, you kind of grown up with uh young age so those are some of my best memories but obviously you know the wins you know you said going into that 2016 season we really kind of turned it around you know it was a rough season but turned it around um and uh gutted out some big wins some big wins uh ohio state you know making it to the big 10 and even the Rose Bowl game, we didn't win it, but that was a, a experience, a memory as well. So um, don't take anything for granted, and uh, I do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, and I got to say, man, you know, like, and, and I don't want this to sound like just because, like, we're on the call, but you're probably one of my favorite players <laughs> on defense to watch when y'all were up Oh, there. man. Just how you're able to take command and see the field, and it was just like, you know, you know you're dealing with a, a very cerebral player, you know, and – um. I think, and I ask a lot of people this, and I, I like your opinion too, but I think as far as, um, I think why we saw success that year, like it wasn't like we had a roster loaded with like five-star talent or blue chips, right? I mean, I'm right. sure you're pretty highly recruited coming out of New Jersey and like I was highly recruited coming out of uh, junior college, so to speak. But I think what really made us so successful was that we were so close knit and it was like, right. Whether it's trace the starting quarterback or the backup kicker or whatever, it's like everyone was mm -hmm. responsible. Everyone was their brother's keeper. And I think, you know, from that point when we had that, um, uh, that leadership council meeting, um, Naeem mm -hmm. Morgan, you know, he, he made that speech, um, that a lot of people don't know was like very pivotal. Right. Um, would you care to touch on that a bit just to kind of fill in the folks? Yeah, as you said, um, we're just going back to like the chemistry of the team. You you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it was I think it was a great combination of we had talent, you know, some pure talent, some young guys, just, you know, God gifted talent. We had some great leadership and I'll throw myself in there to pat myself on the back and and just that chemistry, like you said, you're not always gonna be best friends with everyone, but when we were around, when we were around with each other, you know, it was a, it was a good time. It was easy to be around each other, and so when it came to playing football, going through those tough moments, patches we had in the season, 
easy to get through those and just build upon it, even with the coaches included. You know, players and coaches are good, uh, a good bond. And like you said, that going into that leadership meeting, we had we were close enough to have some tough conversations. And yeah, all credit to my guy Naeem Wartman White. You know, he he sparked the conversation of, you know, what are we what are we doing this for? What do we want to be? And that in his in his words were, you know, we want to be a championship, Big Ten championship team. So why not talk about it? And at the moment, it was kind of you know, not shunned upon, but it was like, whoa, 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 you know, hold your horses, let's just get the training camp, you know, first. But, you know, everybody kind of got on board. It's like, no, yeah, we're going out here. We're, like I said, blood, sweat, and tears every day. It's got to be for a reason. And so we finally just kind of – it's really just changed the mentality of this is this is what we're going for. It's not shy away from it. You know, this we're here to play college football, be the Penn State football team that, you know, has had that same confidence and, you know, great legendary, like, air to it for decades before us. And so that's what it was about. And he really tweaked our mindset, our mindset going through the season. And like I said, so when those tough times came, we knew, still knew what our goal was. And we were still able to accomplish that, obviously. And big credit to you know, kind of like my big brother, kind of brought me into the LBU room, locker room, uh, when I was first being recruited. And um, that's my guy to this day. Yeah, man, big shout out to Naeem, great leader, man. Even when, like, me coming in as a junior, I just kind of saw the leadership. I mean, you know, it's different from 2015 to 16, but just seeing, mm-hmm. like, just who was cemented as guys that were leaders, like, on and off the field. Um, So hats off to just Naeem and really everybody who was involved. It's 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 interesting to look back on that now. Every time I go back to Beer Stadium, I see the – the 2016 <laughs> up there, I'm like, yeah. you know, like ho- hopefully, hopefully they'll uh, put another one up there soon. Um, yes, but sir. I, I, I want to now kind of transition into um, your time in the NFL and um, like pretty much how that came to be, and then want to transition then to your time in NFL films and any opportunities you may have had that um, were related to what you do now while you're in the NFL. Yeah, so like I said, um, the 2016 season finished up, Rose Bowl, and unfortunately, my I ended my career in an uh, injury, which um, you know, definitely didn't help my cases for the NFL, but I still had a shot, went undrafted 2017, yep, was able to sign with the Cincinnati Bengals, and, you know, really just kind of start my career off there, and uh, I had a great coach, uh, Coach Hazlitt, Jim Hazlitt, who was at Penn State for a little bit, um, kind of more as a liaison kind of deal, but wanted to be a linebacker coach. So he knew who I was and what I was about. And obviously nothing is given, definitely not, especially not at that level. So it just gave me the opportunity, you know, come in. And I was a um, practice squad my first year. And uh, actually, this was the end, no, the end of the season. I got out there, had a chance to play. And, um, you know, really, as you all know, that's kind of dream come true. And uh, set upon the next year, you know, go at it and uh, compete for a role in the linebacker room special teams and you know unfortunately came up short but um was cut and they brought me back and then I was playing the rest of the year so uh, another opportunity just touched the field and then um coaching change the new new regime of kind of the Bengals came in had a chance but um they brought in their guys and was cut short after that bounced around to a few training camps and tried my hand at the XFL and then as you all know you know a little thing called COVID happened shut all that down 
so um, you know, I still had I, that gave me some time to reflect, you know, for me. And at that moment, I think I was ready to you know start a new journey, you know. Um, and I wasn't too sure where I was gonna go. I always had, as we just spoke upon, you know, the background in the media. Uh, wasn't too sure, you know, kind of where to go, how to go about it. Um, I had some opportunities, you know, get on interviews and podcasts like this and kind of finally decided to make that jump and apply for NFL Films, which is not far where I'm from, and, you know, get a role here going. And this was after some time after playing. And last year was my first seasonal position here at NFL Films and working on a few different things. You know, I'm editing. Uh, I got my first chance to direct a little bit this couple months ago. And uh, just building upon it. So I was still learning. Um, I came back over there to the Belisario, you know, studios and talking to a few kids. And I'm, you know, giving them as much advice as I can. I'm not too far ahead. You know, I'm starting in the game a little later. Not fresh out of college. But um, you're a great example, too, man. I see everything you're doing. I think that's awesome. That's dope. And, um, yeah, just trying to build upon it, keep moving, and see how see see what comes my way. Yeah, man, I, I would honestly say, like, you know, just even hearing from Mike, you know, like, hey, Brandon, was this on campus? Like, yeah, you stopped by your office, you weren't there. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, uh, and I think, too, like, you know, sometimes when we're so deep into, because like what, like what people understand is as far as like student athletes, like they're, they've been playing that sport for, you know, for close to like 10 years plus. So it's like, right. It's, it's so embedded in their identity, wh whether or not they want it to be, that when it's exactly. like, when it's pulled away, it's like you kind of left at a, a square one, so to speak. So for you to have to deal with the COVID is um like epi epidemic pandemic, excuse me, and then have to have to sit down and figure out what's next. Um, it, it's almost a blessing in disguise, honestly. Yeah. So as far as um. And we just talked about, you know, being a former student athlete and making that transition. I've talked to really for me, uh, I've really tried to be the best advocate possible for providing whether it's our old teammates or teammates I've had um, when I was in junior college or wherever, just trying to supply them with as many resources that I can get my hands on to help them in their transition, because yeah. I know for me it was it was really tough. Like I, and similar to you, I ended my career on a, on an injury as well. Well, my Penn state career, I should say, um, mm -hmm. with as well. Um, but I was still, I still needed a couple credits to get my degree. Mm. Um, so it was just really rough because, you know, I was going through depression. I really felt like, like I just had no sense of direction. I'm going to these classes, but you know, I'm just feeling very empty. I'm still getting calls for like NFL teams, but, you know, Jane Coach Franklin does a great job being like tight lipped with his players' injuries. So they just hear right. leg injuries. They don't know it's ACL. So you know, right. having to have those tough conversations with those scouts and then um just trying to find your way. It was just it was so hard. But now I, I really feel like I'm in a position to be an advocate for those student athletes, former student athletes who are in the same boat and kind of help them how you know I was helped. Um so just I say all that to say. What do you think would be some advice you would give those former student athletes who are trying to find their way or they may feel a bit lost because they've had either the game taken away or they're just not able to play anymore? Right. Yeah, man. Um, that's awesome to hear that you're doing that. Um, that. As you said, we all go through it. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better. 
And you said, and I, I would just say, you know, you have to, whether it's while you're even playing for any guys, uh, women as well, any sport really, while you're playing, try to develop any skills. You know, you have a major, and I understand that. And even within that, you know, there's a lot of different routes or avenues there may be. And so, you know, as we know, sometimes you go down a route maybe you didn't major in, you didn't go to school before. Uh, so when you find yourself at that point, I think it's, it's force yourself and find a way to develop skills in whatever you may think you're interested in, because I think that's where you can maximize the most value when it comes time to, you know, really finding a lane, you know, as a uh, occupation or whatever it may be, you're going to need those skills to really excel or get your foot in the door, you know, because there's a lot of things as I'm going through it, I think I like, I wanted to do, and I'm you know, put myself out there applying here. But uh, it comes down to, do you have skills to really show that you can, you know, make this happen? You know, a lot of companies, you know, they all say, you know, we love to have, you know, the intangibles that come with a football player, you know, the hard work, dedication, and everything in that manner, which is true. But you still need those skills to, to you know, kind of on paper to say, like, okay, I can do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to bring along, you know, this, leadership this work ethic this sacrifice everything like that so i would say that whatever it may be you know if you're into food music architecture whatever it may be the list goes on um put yourself out there and try to put your best foot forward no i think that was like very very perfect sound advice that's going to help a lot of people out there so you know thank you for that insight and just you know um, being vulnerable and honest for sure on the on this episode and I, I and you, you touched a bit on um, like when you discussed the advice you mentioned that um, having those intangible things of being an athlete is nice but you know needing to show the skill required to fulfill the job yeah. it's like it supersedes that a bit did you ever feel like being a student athlete and applying for these jobs or or looking for those positions, did you all, did you feel like, you know, you may have had a chip on your shoulder coming in because others may have had like more of a, a head start? Because I, I feel like, and, and I can speak to that a little bit because I feel like when I got like started, right? Because it was all part-time, part-time until I got like a full-time mm -hmm. with the benefits and all that stuff. But I always went into every place, of course, as you mentioned, the leadership, the hard work, sacrifice, all that. But I really felt like I needed to attack my mm -hmm. role or I needed to go above and beyond because it's so easy to like typecast the, the, the student, the former student athlete. Right. Oh, he's just right. going to coast or oh, he may just like, assume it's going to be given to him or this and that because he played. Like, did you ever feel those feelings or? Did you just kind of like hit the ground running, knowing that like you were prepared for everything? Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't prepared for everything. That's the um, I think that's why we feel that extra angst to, you know, go even harder. I mean, maybe, you know, it's natural to a bit, you know, it's the competition in us, which is good. Um, but definitely, you know, like you said, uh, I definitely, um, you know, like you said, it felt like I was starting a little later or, or something like that. You know, the opportunity cost of, you know, coming straight out of school, getting into that field that you like or, you know, coming into a little later. You know, I felt like I wanted to go back to school, learn some more just to, you know, feel like I could, 
keep up. But a lot of people, you know, good people here in the films, you know, tell me, no, you're in it. You're learning on the fly. It's the best way uh, to a certain degree. And, you know, all the experience you're getting now is, is going to pay dividends uh, in the future. No, that's awesome, man. Well, that, that's definitely great to hear that, um, you know, your your time at NFL Films is going well. And, you know, it, it's always great to to grow into a role, right? Because, you know, you may not feel like you're the perfect fit right now, but, you know, at the time, but, you know, as you go along, you grow into that perfect puzzle piece and the full picture becomes that much clearer. So um, definitely, definitely going to help a lot of people out there. Uh, Brandon B. Bell, my guy, I want to thank you again <laughs> for sitting down and giving hey. us Insight. I usually give talent um, the opportunity to have some sort of closing statement or remarks if they wish. Um, just anything that may sum up um, like a point they hit on earlier or just like any type of mission statement. Um, if you'd like that opportunity, um, we love to hear it. But also, too, if not, that's also great. Um, yeah, I can. Um, I'll leave out on a uh, I'll just leave out on a quote, quote that I kind of. Uh, heard when I was really young and really has stuck by me ever since. Um, and I'll just leave off with that. One second. Okay. The quote is by Ralph Waldo Emerson and it reads, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And I just think that embodies me, who I am, and what I'm trying to do. And and sometimes, like I said, it stuck with me since a young lad. <laughs> <laughs> that was cold, man. That was a cold quote right there. Oh, man. No, and I, I, I honestly, I think as far as, you know, reaching the people who this um, will help the most, I think overall hearing from um, you know, a successful former student athlete as yourself and you being able to blaze your own trail. And, you know, anytime you may have hit doors that closed, you you found a way to 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 hit like on your goals still. So, you know, very, you know, very admirable. And, you know, again, want to thank you so much for sitting down with me and, and the college, of course, to get insight into what you're into these days. And, um, grab some uh, some of that uh, knowledge and wisdom that you have and um, uh, can't wait to share that with um, the students at Penn State and whoever else it may help out there. So thank you again. No problem. Thank you for having me. Good uh, catching up, like you said. All righty, man. Always, always. Well, hey, if you guys would like to learn more about the Belisario College or just want to tune into what we have going on these days, follow us on social at PSU Belisario. That's at PSU Belisario on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Brandon, be bell, my guy. Thank you again, man. I hope all is well, and um, you have a good rest of your day, man. Likewise. Good uh, talking to you, P. Thank you for listening to this episode of Penn State Conversations. For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.